0: Welcome to the Masculine
1: Journey. We're glad to have you with us today. And and today we're going to be talking a little bit about a topic. We're going to follow up on a topic that we talked about last week. Now, Robbie, this is a little bit quieter this week than it was last week when you guys were were out somewhere in a Mediterranean (laughs) festival, weren't you?
0: Yeah, we were live from the Middle Eastern Christian Festival. There was plenty of music in the background and uh, Bump Key. You know, seeing Vinny out there bump and you know, it wasn't, somebody. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's, <laughs> okay. that's uh, the dance that they okay. do when they're going around the, oh. you know, so we got Vinny in the Bumpkey line line. <laughs> it sounds good. I'll tell you one thing. I was ready for the show to be over so I could go eat because the
1: food
2: there was great.
1: Now, see, I was up in uh, Virginia, and so it, just, it sounded really good. You know, I was up for a football game, which was enjoyable as well. But, Vinny, uh, did you enjoy the Mediterranean uh, Festival?
3: Oh, I loved it. I almost ran away with Robbie's wife. <laughs> That's well, true. They talked about going to New York. I was like, what? Well, at least they're talking in
1: front of you. That's a yeah, good thing. That was after <laughs> now, the bump key. <laughs>
0: now,
1: Last week... <laughs> <laughs> last week, yeah. we talked about a topic that isn't one that you're going to hear very often, but it's one that I think that sometimes people struggle with. Now, we talked about the concept we've been talking about, this topic of forgiving, forgiving ourselves, for, forgiving others, mm-hmm. and then we talked a little bit about the topic of forgiving God, which kind of sounds like a question mm-hmm.
0: you asked about that last week, Dennis. What was your question
1: Blasphemy. Last
2: week? Is that blasphemy? It sounds oh, like know. it, but, but Robbie, is it?
0: Well, you know, you you can't help but struggle with that theologically. Could God possibly do anything wrong when you know he doesn't sin? So I get that theologically, but practically and emotionally, you know, we struggle with things that we don't understand and we get angry and we get emotional. And so it almost gets to, and we talked about this through the show last week, that we've bought into some kind of a lie Mm -hmm. and we've made an agreement with the father of lies and it's not so much that we've got to forgive God, but we've got to somehow or another make our relationship right with God again. And how do we find our way back there? What's the path on that road? And Dennis has a great insight, I thought, that, that he brought as a topic for tonight's show. is Sometimes that presents itself as fear in the way of anger. Yeah.
1: yeah, Dennis, you talked a little bit earlier with me this week about that. Why don't you talk a little bit about how we go from you know, the being um, forgiving God Mm-hmm. which again is it's the enemy's ploy to make us have a distance in our relationship with the father. Mm-hmm. Right. But,
2: but you talked a little bit more about a specific vein of that. Yeah. I think that uh oftentimes that, that anger is very fear based. So we're reacting because we may be projecting an outcome of this particular circumstance that's taken place or something that's happened in someone else's life. So the anger that we're expressing is because we're, we're afraid of what may happen. And it brings us to a place where we we have to find trust in God. And that may be that may be the challenge that we're we're not trusting enough at that point to understand that there's something else possibly down the road that's uh, going to look better. We're just kind of taking that back and taking control. And what we project a lot of times isn't necessarily a positive thing. Absolutely.
1: And and this topic is not one that's new by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. You've got back in in the Garden of Eden, when when the serpent came to Eve and Adam, the whole topic was God is holding out on you. You can't trust the heart of God. And so this attack's constantly been at that level of relationship. Now, as Mm -hmm. you're talking about this fear, really looking like anger, the thing that I kind of comes to mind almost immediately is being a parent, and having my kid get lost somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and you're so scared and you're, uh, you're terrified, but when you find them, do you love all over them or do you get <laughs> mad at them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it unfortunately Which comes first. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for me, it's been more the anger. Yeah. You know, but that, that fear just really does breed some anger. Absolutely. Right. And it masks as that. Now, you, you talked a little bit about having that happen just a, a few years ago
2: in a situation you were dealing with. Well, actually, about 18 months ago when, uh, and it sounds, sounds kind of small when I set it up, but uh, long story short, my car had blown up out on the interstate, Uh, found out we weren't going to be able to get it fixed. And at this place in my life, uh, I was very angry at God because I felt like I was maybe trying to go down a right path and uh, I wasn't going to be able to do it because I absolutely needed this car to, to continue working in the job I had. And I was scared to death about what was going to happen because I was not in a good place emotionally. It was not a good place financially. There was a lot that I that I feared, and uh, we maybe can get into it more. But I, I ended up about a month and a half later at the rescue mission mm-hmm. in Winston Salem, and have seen in that time what God really was after, and that was my trust and the relationship with Him that had kind of been kind of been broken. That He wanted to restore that. But at the time, when you're in the midst of those things happening and you see the real world stuff, okay, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to live where I'm living? We don't, we don't necessarily see that because we're just, we're just we're scared to death of what's going to happen next.
1: All right, and if it's okay to share a little bit more of the story behind that, uh-huh. was having you know, walked with you as a friend and Robbie and all of his friends for a while, you'd been taking some steps out of your comfort zone anyway. Yes. I mean, you had been taking some steps out. You'd went back into a workforce that you really didn't want to go into, mm-hmm. but you were doing these things because you felt like you really needed to do these things. And all of a sudden it felt like you're, I can't speak for you, but it seemed like as if your legs got knocked out from under you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I would, I would have never, uh, guessed or, or it never crossed my mind at that time where God was leading me with that, with this process. Now I look back on it and I go, that was absolutely what needed to happen. And as hard as it's been to go through what I've been going through the last year, it's been a tremendous blessing because God's been a part of it. My trust in him has grown. Uh, A lot of things that needed to change in my life uh, are changing. But at at that moment, at that moment when everything's falling apart, you don't see that.
1: And you don't always see the anger for the fear that's underneath it. And so I want to go to this clip if we could. It's from the movie, if you go ahead and set it up, Forrest Gump. And yeah. can you tell us what's kind of happening here with uh, Lieutenant Dan?
2: Yeah, I guess everyone in the world by now has seen Forrest Gump. Uh, great movie. But in this scene, uh, Lieutenant Dan has lost his legs because of the uh, the combat that they were in in Vietnam. They, they're they in a hospital, and Forrest is in the bed next to him. Forrest was the one that saved him, that brought him out of the jungle. And Lieutenant Dan is very mad at Forrest to say the least. Now Let's see what what happens here.
3: Now, you listen to me. We all have a destiny. Nothing just happens. It's all part of a plan. I should have died out there with my men, but now I'm nothing but a simple, a legless freak. Look, look, look at me. See that? Do you know what it's like not to be able to use your legs? Well, y- yes, sir, I do. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? You cheated me! I had a destiny. I was supposed to die in the field with honor. That was my destiny, and you cheated me out of it!
1: You know, when I first saw this movie, I, I'm probably one of the few people in the world that didn't like the movie, actually, <laughs> so much. That I, yeah, right, you know. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind, of weird, kind of weird. But I, but I thought I, <laughs> I, I probably heard so much good about it at the time that it was you know overplayed. But when I saw this, I didn't really understand what was going on here because I just held, had this anger, and I'm thinking, really? This guy just saved your life, and you're mad at him. But what was really going on there, Dennis?
2: Well, he, he was scared to death. He was very afraid of what he was going to do. He felt like, if I remember correctly, all his family members had died in battle over the years. He did really think that that was his destiny. But I think what was coming out of that was he he didn't know how he was going to live without his legs. How is he going to live his life? So he was angry yeah, he because was, he was scared. He had
1: a plan for his life. Yep. And that plan didn't work out. And, and I don't know about you guys, Robbie, is your plans always worked out for your life? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh how about today <laughs> the last 10 minutes maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: yeah not even close yeah and 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 there you go you're at that point where uh, often fear creeps in and fear is a is, is you know is a bad place it is you know I just thinking back
1: of all the times that I felt anger the frequency of which a lot of the times it was fear-based Mm-hmm. anger over finances. Well, that's really just the fear of not having food to put on the table or, or the ability to pay bills or to make the house payment or whatever that might be. And so that, that fear a lot of times will come out. But, but how does it really block that relationship with God? How do you take that step and say, okay, you know, I'm mad about this situation. How, how do you end up blaming God, and how does that become an issue between the person and God?
0: Hmm. Good question, Robbie. <laughs> see vinnie grabbed the mic so i'm figuring that he, he oh. <laughs>
3: okay that was a question i didn't prepare you for no okay. i I'll, I'll you'll get the mic back uh i got another vietnam story uh my son jim was in vietnam mm-hmm. and uh naturally me and, he was only 19 when he went and I was G.I. Joe, and I kind of figured he went in because of me. Uh, well, he was in recon, what they call reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. You go into the enemy lines and you radio back what's going on. But we hadn't heard from Jim for about three weeks. Needless to say, me and my wife were basket case, praying to God and saying, what are you doing? You know, give us some, something, a letter, you know, something. And we, I got angry at, I don't know about my wife, but I got angry at God. and say, holy mackerel, with all them angels you got up there? I mean, give me an answer up, you know, tell me something, tell us something, good or bad. And three weeks went by. Needless to say, me and my wife were both biscuit cases. And then all of a sudden, the phone rings, and it's Jim, my son. And where are you? I mean, that's how stupid. Where are you? He says, Dad, I'm in Vietnam. You know, I says, oh, wait a minute. Your mother's not here. i got to get your mother. She had just stepped out to go to the bakery to go get some jelly donuts and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I says, Jim, can you hold on? And it's one of them things that he's calling uh, the state over here. And well, we'll come back and I want to pick okay, you up on that story. Okay. And
1: also we're going to answer the question, how does it go from anger to being mad at God? We won't answer that question when we come back and talk about how do you move into that better relationship. Talk to you on the other side of the break. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
0: Dealing with our masculine hearts and what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? That's why I could not be more excited about what's coming up November 3rd through the 6th. The event that realistically changed my walk with God more than any other thing other than coming to Christ initially was a boot camp. Yes, the team from Masculine Journey Radio is having our own boot camp. Four days and it's so affordable. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Early bird prices are in effect. MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
1: Welcome back to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you came back with us to, to answer this question that we had before the break of how does it happen that a situation comes up and move from fear to anger to an unright relationship with the Father. But before that, Vinny, you were talking as a father about some anger of uh, not knowing what was going on with Jim when he
3: was in Vietnam. Uh, that's right. Anyway, I got this phone call and it's, uh, you know, over and out, you know, just like in the movies. And uh, he says, where's mom? She, I says, she just went out to go get some bagels and whatever. I says, hang on, Jim. Don't go nowhere. He says, dad, I got about 50 people waiting to get on this phone. I says, I'll get her. I'll get her. And I just opened the door and ran out. And there's a car there. But I ran right past the car. And I ran to get her. And she had packages in her. I says, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Hurry up. Come on. And she dropped everything, and she came come running. And when she heard our son's voice, the tears that came out of her eyes and, and me, the anger just disappeared. The wonderment of not knowing, you know. I finally realized, okay, it's okay. We can breathe again. Okay, God, you did your job. Thank you for giving us our son back. And, uh. Yeah, that's about it. It's a, it, it. I guess a lot of people have these type of stories, but this one here was for real. And to see the wonderment of my wife and her crying for a week after that, he says, I promise I'll call you up every week. I says, okay, Jim, call us up every week.
1: Um, thank you, Vinnie. They, I think that as you talk about this fear of the unknown we, we all kind of battle that from time to time and, and Dennis I, I think in some of your story that you talked about the answer's kind of there of why did you get so angry at God mm-hmm. when it happened I mean if you can speak just, just personally from that what why if, if you can speak to it maybe you can or can't but but you were mad
2: at God but why were you mad at God in the midst of that uh, because it was a, it, because of that unknown factor Right. because it was like we're you know, I, we're in this situation. I don't know what's going to happen from here. So, obviously, you you had something to do with this happening for whatever reason. But I think again, it's like you don't know what that is. Uh, and I think that in my case, that's what generated the anger.
1: Well, and it gets to the enemy wants to play every side that he can. Sure. Right. Depending on where your theology is coming from, either everything happens, God ordains. Maybe that's where you lay theologically. And if that's the case, the enemy's going to say, well, why did God do this to you? Mm-hmm. Or if your theology says that things happen and God allows them to happen, like in the story of Job. Right. Right. Then the, the, the enemy plays the card of, well, why didn't God intervene? Right. And so the enemy's always on that backside. And he's after one thing to break that relationship with you and the father, to break that lifeline that we have with him. Right Because once he can do that, he can do about anything he wants in your life, you know you're going to become bitter, you're going to become despondent you're going to be a recluse, whatever it may be he 's going to drive you in a direction mm-hmm. that's going to take you to a very, very unhealthy place
0: The challenge you know, and again, it was, you know Adam was there right when he's standing there there's eve she 's eaten that fruit now I, you know she's going to be smarter than me, was he afraid of that? was he afraid he wouldn't be able to? to manage without her there's some fear there somewhere right but what we know is and, and it's kind of where you move from fear to faith is perfect love you know first john chapter four perfect love drives out fear mm-hmm. and and it was kind of neat for me as dennis isolated the fact that some of that anger at god was really based in fear it's fear i understand is 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 at the heart of, of not trusting God. So how do we get back to a point of trusting God is obviously to move back towards him in prayer, mm-hmm. in, in study, in, in relationship with other people, realizing, wow, there's some part of God's heart that I am not getting here because I know he loves me completely. So what am I missing? And how do I get back into that where I can abide
2: in him again? And that's exactly what happened to me because in the in the transition of going to the mission i began to get in his word a lot more than i realized that i had in a long long time that was one of the first verses that actually in this year-long program that i'm in it's one of the first verses that came to me and kind of became one of my life verses because i realized that that uh, i realized that bigger picture at the moment you're not there but you step back you you start to learn some trust by seeing God's word and what, he, what his promises are to us, what the real truth is, and that can calm that down. That's where I had to go.
0: And there's a clip that we've gleaned. <laughs> <laughs> it was from First Night. A- and Lancelot here, uh, of course, the reason why he doesn't have a fear of death, that, that's a little suspect in this particular clip. But just think for a minute, what kind of a warrior we could be for the kingdom of God if we were completely not afraid of the outcomes. As sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, somewhere, there's a man who's better than me.
3: Could be here, could be today. Go on. Yeah! Could be you. Go on, Mark. Only don't hurt him.
0: It's Mark I am.
3: That's my name that tight hold of your sword
0: don't you worry about that good now can I give you some advice what's that don't
3: drop your sword
0: (laughs) (laughs) is this your sword well done
3: (laughs) give him a hand well done Mark how did you do that How did he do that? Was that a trick? No. No trick. It's
0: a way of fight. Could I do it? Tell me. I can learn. You have to study your opponent, how he moves, so you know what he's going to do before he does it. I can do that. You have to know that one moment in every fight, when you win or lose, and you have to know how to wait for it. I can do that and you have to not care whether you live or die See <laughs> so you, you see the, the the situation there is what kind of a warrior sees the larger story at such a great level that his own outcome is not significant but sees the kingdom of god moving forward being the number one you know it's it's an amazing thing and you know, there's no doubt Lancelot was an amazing swordsman, but he he shares a secret there that would be a lot of people's Achilles heel is that, that you know, is is fear in the middle of that fight, if he didn't have it, he had a clear advantage.
1: Absolutely. There is maybe one step ahead of that is going back and having God help you break the agreement that was made. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're right, you absolutely have to get to that point where you trust God so fully that it doesn't matter what happens because you know he has your back. But as long as that agreement's still in the mix, it's so hard to get there. You may have the heart to get there, you may want to get there, but there's something in you that will hold you back unless you can get there. And when we last left Dan, Dan was in that place that wasn't very healthy. Yeah. But when you pick Dan back up in this clip, Dennis, what's going
2: on here as we listen to Lieutenant Dan's life? Well, sometime later, uh, Forrest has gotten the shrimp boat, bubblegum shrimp, and I think uh, Lieutenant Dan had come out on that boat, and he has something entirely different to share with Forrest this time around.
3: I never thanked you for saving my life.
2: He never actually said so but i think he made his peace with god
1: and and i know that was a very short clip but it's a very important clip from the standpoint of what's happening physically you can't see it in
2: listening to the clip but what's happening in that that video there dennis well he gets up on the side of the boat and he drops back into the water and he starts swimming without legs and that's when forrest said i think he's found his peace with god to me it represented when you saw that visually it represented that the fear had dissipated. The fear was gone. It was obviously gone because he's jumping in the water and swimming without legs and that he could move on with his life, which is in fact what happened.
1: And what also left him was bitterness, Mm -hmm. anger, um, loss of hope, all those things that the enemy held him down with that now leads him to that place where he can live freely, not really caring what's going to happen while he's in the water, but he's stepping out in faith.
0: Yeah, and then, but as you mentioned, he had to break an agreement, Right, and his agreement was, and we only know because we watched the movie, <laughs> that his destiny was that he had to die in battle. Mm-hmm. And so breaking that agreement, although it was clear, was not all that easy for him. And that's where his peace lay, though, like you said. He had to get to that point where he could agree, wow, God, you had a better plan for my life than I did. Mm-hmm which is, by the way, <laughs> all our stories, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So as uh, I said here, so. and
1: we're talking about this, are, are you guys all fear-free? You have no fears in life? I mean, this is a show. I'm, I'm
0: afraid th- Vinny's going to take my wife to New York. That's what I, you know, the bump key. I, who knows what's going on? Yeah,
1: I'm thinking that's a possibility. We, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's a constant battle. True. Because we are growing in that relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. Right, But it is a, I would love to say that, you know, that tomorrow switch is going to flip in me and I'm going to be hundred percent all in with my whole heart, all trusting, which is really what I want to be. But there's so many of those agreements that I don't even know what they are, uh-huh. that God's got to help unravel. But I can tell you that they're different today than they were a year ago. Yes. And they were different a year ago than they were a year before that. And I grow closer and closer in that relationship. And that's all we can really do is keep moving towards him, knowing that regardless of what the enemies told us, his heart is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loves us. I'm to share a quick story. And it was the opposite for me of fear of God. Uh, and it, this will sound incredibly stupid, but I was 18. And, and what had happened was our youth group was to play a volleyball game with another youth group. And, and what makes that important was I liked a girl in the other youth group and they were from out of town. And, And it didn't happen because it got rained out. And I got mad. You know, and here I am, just a spoiled kid or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't spoiled. We didn't have any money. But Mm -hmm. I was uh, spoiled in some ways. And I was angry at God to the point I was like, I can't believe you let this happen. And I'm being not very nice at all. And about an hour later, as I was burning some brush, my legs got burnt. (laughs) And in my mind of 18 years old was, well, you can't ever be mad at God because... He's going to strike you down. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you've been burned. You've been burned, you know. And, and that's the point we were talking about earlier. The enemy is going to play every angle he can. And I don't know what your story is. I don't know if it sounds like Dennis's or Vinny's or mine or Robbie's. Or maybe it's unique to you, which it probably is. But know that the enemy is trying to break that relationship with you and God. And somewhere in there is an agreement that needs to be broken. So this week, take time and ask Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and the Father to come in and intercede on your behalf and lead you to truth, to break the agreement, and to walk deeply with Him.